Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, everybody. Happy Monday and welcome to the 167 Holy Week Edition podcast. I am here as always. Hey, with Josh. Hey, Hey. I jumped the gun. That's okay. Hey, hey. (laughs) So we're doing something that I'm I'm really looking forward to. And we are going to meet together um, every day this week Mm -hmm. leading up to Easter. And we're going to take about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or so, maybe 20. I don't know. Yeah. and looking at what Jesus, uh, the the journey he was on that week leading up to uh, the crucifixion and death and then mm-hmm. resurrection. So it's going to be good, I think. I, I'm excited for it. Uh, this is, you know, we launched this podcast at the beginning of the year and we weren't sure how well it was going to um, be received, but it's look, it's being received very, very well. Mm-hmm. and And to me... This is the perfect place to do a daily um, outreach during Holy Week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with Holy Week, it's not very... I grew up Baptist, and Holy Week really wasn't much of a thing. Right, yeah. Um, it was Palm Sunday, which was a big deal, and then Easter. But the rest of the week, no one really referenced it at all. So when I became a part of the Methodist Church... Uh, at this point, it's almost seven years ago now. No way. June will be seven years. Wow. Um, I remember sitting in a staff meeting going, so what are we going to do for uh, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday? And we're going to have Holy Week services every day. And I'm like, what? Okay, let's back up. What's Monday, Thursday? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was really, really thrown for a loop because I didn't... I knew about Good Friday because three days from Good Friday is Easter. That made sense. Yeah. But like this whole um, actually going through the process of mm-hmm. understanding everything that Jesus did the week of yeah. and, and how much reverence there actually is for it mm-hmm. was completely oblivious to me until I was like 21, 22. Right. So I've, I've grown a great appreciation for all the, um, the significance in Holy mm-hmm. Week. Yeah. So this is super important to me. Yeah. And I would I would add to that, like, regardless of your upbringing or your background, or if you find yourself, you know, more Calvinistic or, you know, Armenian or Wesleyan or whatever you find yourself, um, you know, sometimes these kind of intentional things get kind of set to the side and immediately put in a certain camp, I guess, if you yeah, will. Yeah. And um, I just think walking through Scripture and looking at what Jesus did leading up to Easter is just a very profound yeah. experience. And I think it makes it it the opportunity for us to appreciate Easter more. Mm-hmm. So. It, it gets pegged as almost ritualistic. Of course, yeah. But that's not what... what we try to do as a church or what sure. we're trying to do today. Yeah. It's more about getting people to experience mm-hmm. what Jesus was going through and how we can grow closer to him through um, showing reverence for That's it. That's right. That's right. And so, yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do each day um, is we're going to read some scripture. I'm going to share scripture with you and then I'll have two or three, uh, what I'm calling porch points <laughs> uh, for you to think about 
and to be praying about. And so if you're going about your, you know, if you're driving around and doing stuff, um, I definitely encourage you to um, take the time at some point to stop and read the scripture for yourself and maybe even to pray through these points that we talk about. So today is uh, Holy Monday. So every day is, has a, a theme itself. And today we're going to talk about the cleansing. And um, when you hear the cleansing, you might automatically go, oh, this must be some foot washing. But actually, it's when Jesus clears the temple. So I'm going to share from you out of uh, Matthew chapter 21. And I'm going to read verses 12 through 21, 22. And then I'm going to offer a couple of prayer points for us. Is that good? Anything else you want to add in Um, before we get going? If we have anyone following along, which version are you reading out of? I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Okay. So... um, that's, it might sound a little bit different to you if you're used to hearing. Um, actually, I'm going to read from verse 12 through verse 27. Um, and then we'll, uh, yeah, you might be hearing different versions. But I just, I don't know, I kind of like the, the new living. So here we go. So let's read God's word together. Jesus clears the temple. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children in the temple shouting, Praise God for the son of David. So you'd think that everyone would be excited, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it says here in verse 15, but the leaders were indignant. They asked Jesus, do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the scriptures? Which is funny because of course they have, right? (laughs) Sorry, I need to make sure I make a difference between when I'm reading scripture and when I'm just making my own little Shannon commentary here. But Jesus goes on to say, haven't you ever read the scriptures? For they say you have taught children and infants to give you praise. Then he returned to Bethany where he stayed overnight. So he comes into the temple. He knocks stuff over. He kind of, I say he blesses people out. I guess that's, you know, if anyone's going to bless people out, there's Jesus. I mean, first mic drop. (laughs) There you go. Well, I mean, when he says, yes, have you never read? That's like going to a professor uh-huh. and ask and say, do you know nothing about your, do you know anything about history? Yeah, exactly. Your history professor. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. it, it, that's an insult. He put them in their place. Yes. Yes. He certainly did. Um, so Jesus has cleared the temple and then he's, he's gone out and, and stayed the night. Then we pick up in verse 18 of Matthew, uh, 21. And we, this is when Jesus is still not, he's a little, you know, He's a little chapped, I guess you could say. So it says, in the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry. Remember, he was fully man, so Mm -hmm. it makes sense. And he noticed a fig tree beside the road. Just FYI, my husband loves figs off of fig trees. So if anyone out there has a fig tree, let me know. (laughs) All right. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, talking, he's talking to the tree, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. So 
Like I said, Jesus was a little chapped. Verse 20, the disciples were amazed when they saw this. I mean, can you imagine, Josh? You, a tree I mean, uh, yeah. withers up in front of you. I mean, it's... So they're... <laughs> I know, like... I mean, that's kind of one of those things that you really wouldn't have any words for. Not a word. They were amazed. But they did ask, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? And this is Jesus' response in verse 21. It says, then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth... If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. Um, so Jesus has turned over. He you know, goes into the temple, straightens that up. Um, he's now going on his way. He's continuing to amaze his disciples, continuing to do this. Um, and now we pick up in verse 23 when Jesus goes back to the temple, right? And it says this, uh, when Jesus returned to the temple and began teaching, the leading priests and elders came up to him and you'd think they'd be coming up to him and being like, Hey, Jesus, this is awesome. We heard about what you did. You know, you know, the children were praising you. You know, we heard about the fig tree incident. You are the Messiah. But that's not what they did, Josh. This is what's going on. Verse 23 it says, they demanded, this is what they say, by what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right? Whew. Jesus's response was, I'll tell you by what authority I do these things. If you answer one question, Jesus replied, did John's authority to baptize come from heaven or was it merely human? They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask us why we didn't believe John. But if we say it was merely human, we'll be mobbed because the people believed John was a prophet. So they finally replied, well, we don't know. So it's like they didn't want to get themselves in hot water. I mean, like a good political um, response there. So, um, Jesus responded to them, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things, which I think is just a really interesting exchange. It's like, you won't tell me what you believe, then you're not going to try and, you know, put me on the spot here. You know whose authority this is. You just don't want to accept it. So, um, okay. So we're going to end right there, uh, as far as the scripture for today. And then I want us to look at a couple of points. Like I said, we're going to call them porch points for this week. Um, I've already added in a little bit of uh, commentary. but So not, not everyone in Jerusalem was happy to see Jesus, right, the day he entered the temple. When the religious leaders saw the things that Jesus did, they were indignant. We read that. They didn't like Jesus coming into their house and taking over, but it wasn't their house, right? So the money changers in the temple had turned this place of prayer into a place where they were, they were just there to make a profit. I mean, they were, you know, Jesus called them a den of thieves or a den of robbers. And so what was happening is that the priorities of the people was being twisted. Jesus saw this and he refused to let his father's house be defiled any longer. Um, the money changers had taken an area that was supposed to be devoted to prayer and worship and they used it for their business. And so while people needed to be able to, to buy animals for sacrifices, 
this place should have been kept holy and it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a market. I mean, it was a, you know, it was just an open air market right. at that point. Here's the thought, listener. Consider if the space in your life that should be devoted to prayer and worship is being crowded out by the busyness of life. <laughs> if it's like what should be a holy place is more like an open air market. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about your mind. Think about the uh, your heart. Like, is it a place of holiness and contemplation as you make your way to Easter? Or are you just overwhelmed with... Because when I think of open air market, Josh, I just think of noises and sounds and and um, distractions, um, uh, yeah, I, all that stuff. I mean, I think of that, you know, the flea market on the yeah. south. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not somewhere you really want anyone to know you're at. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys, have you and Kara ever been on a cruise? Yeah, that's what, long story short, that's where we did our honeymoon because that's the only place that would let an 18-year-old and his wife do anything. (laughs) Uh, Wow, okay, that's that's, that's an interesting thing. There's a story there. Not not for today. That sounds like more of a Thursday podcast conversation. So uh, That sounds like a 167 regular podcast, Mm -hmm. not Holy Week edition. So. Um. But yeah, when I read this, I think of the times I've been on cruises and been in different places like Jamaica or the Bahamas, is they have these open air markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's just all these little booths and, you know, people are trying to get you in and they're just, you know, all that kind of thing. They're all selling the same thing. It's just a matter yeah. of... And then when you talk about um, our mind and yeah. everything that comes into our mind, mm-hmm. have you seen the second Wreck-It Ralph? Yes. And like... They're trying to find this um, mm-hmm. steering wheel. Yep. But like they're getting bombarded by all these things that are pop ups. Ca- yeah, they're yeah. like taking or trying to distract them from what mm-hmm. they're actually there to do. Yep. I mean, when you said when you're bringing up like our mind, that was the first thing that popped in my head yeah. was that scene from Wrecker Ralph too, where they're trying to get somewhere, but they're distracted by all these things coming at them. Yeah. Have we covered Wreck-It Ralph 2 in a summer at the movies? You did. You did. I did. Darn. I was like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I thought I did, but I can't remember because it's everything's been a blur. So, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie, by the way, if y'all haven't seen it. But, so. but that, like, when we're talking about clearing out the market, I always thought about, like, this church that had been turned into, like, the South Georgia flea market. <laughs> but then when you talk about our mind... I mean, it's... Pop up, it, pop up, pop, pop up, pop up. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of... Yeah, I mean, that's... The physical temple versus mm-hmm. the physical temple. Yeah, and then like... Yeah. And then the... And, and part of our physical temple, like our body, our person, mm-hmm. is our mind mm-hmm. and is our heart. So I want to repeat that question. Consider if the space in your life that should be devoted to prayer and worship is being crowded out by the busyness of life. How can you reclaim that space for devotion to God? What motivations need to change so that your priorities can be realigned? So ask the Lord to search your heart and change any uh, wrong motivations and, and turn them into like sacrificial worship. Ask him to give you a heart that fights to seek him above everything else on this earth. Ask him to give you joy as you pursue him. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another por- porch point I want to share uh, based on this this passage. You know, we think about um, individual worship, 
Let, let's take a minute to think about now about corporate worship. Um, how, how have we approached corporate worship? Um, how we do that can help us gather. Like when you think about multiple people coming together for the same purpose with renewed hearts to worship God, mm-hmm. it's a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, and so I guess where do we take that in, in regard to contemplation, maybe asking ourselves, are there ways in which our worship with other Christ followers has maybe at some point or currently has been twisted into something other than worship for God? Like it's, you know, do you see church as more just a social gathering or a place to goodness? I hate to say this, but like a place to network, like for business, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, rather than primarily a place to gather as the people of God to worship him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a totally different mindset. Yeah, I mean, if, it's so easy to come in with the mindset of, look, we're all here. Look at my cute daughters, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, or, I, hey, it's going to be great to see some of my friends, yeah. you know, or the people I like. I mean, I mean, it's innocent. Mm-hmm. Mostly, it, yeah, I would say for sure. But, but... That in, that getting off track, the innocence of getting off track, turns from you go from worshiping God to uh, together to um, innocently making sure that certain things are boxes are checked when we get there mm-hmm. to yeah well I'm not really there for God anyway so I'm not going to be there this week yeah and then it just and then it can snowball yeah well and this is one of the things I think of like um, if if I'm gathering with other believers and my sole purpose is to gather to worship God, mm-hmm. to sing praises, to, you know, uh, lift up his word, uh, maybe to share the sacraments. If those, if that's my focus, um, and it's not about seeing people that are just like me or think just like me or mm-hmm. vote just like me or that I are, I saw just on Friday night and now we're meeting again. And it's fine to have friends. I mean, you're going to have friendships and relationships. But if it's about worshiping God, then here's what it intrigues me and it, it, it makes me want this for our church, the porch, is those who are gathering to worship are going to look different. Mm-hmm. They're going to be different. Um, you know, it's not going to be cookie cutter as far as what the congregation looks like or, you know, all those things. Like you're going to have a a much wider range of people. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're going to have a whole lot of different skin tones. You're going to have people that feel more passionately about some things, some social things or things like that. Because everyone there isn't there about who you voted for or what neighborhood you live in or any of that stuff. It's, we're here to worship. Yep. We're here to worship. And so I think the, that, that's just what I think of when I, when I think about that. So um, on this Holy Monday, talking about the cleansing, listener, ask God how to, ask God to use your worship to remind you of who he is and what he has done for and through us. Like that should be our focus. When you think about why Jesus was indignant. Why he responded the way he did. Why he cursed that fig tree. He cursed it because it wasn't producing fruit. Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to do as Christians and as the church? Produce fruit. Produce fruit. So here's the final porch point I want to offer you today. 
And it's this, that the children in the temple were crying out to him, not crying like boohoo, but like, woohoo, yay, mm-hmm. Jesus. And, and they were worshiping Jesus because they saw, they saw the great things he had done. The children did. And so, I mean, sometimes children are the most wise. They, they complicate things the least. You know, they're mm-hmm. not over, they're not going, well, what about, and what about, and who, and that. They're just like, okay, Jesus did this. Okay, then here's cool. my response to what Jesus did. Like, mm-hmm. there it is. Um, what are some things that Jesus has done for you, for your family, for your community? You know, where has he caused you to, to marvel at his power and his love? Mm-hmm. And we should take those thoughts and thank God for them. Thank God for those things. Ask him. And then here's where I really want to land is everyone, let's ask God to help us be intentional this week about seeing where he is working mm-hmm. and praising him, clearing, doing our part to God, would you clear our mind? Would you clear our our um you know, the busyness of our life. And, um, yeah, I just, I want to take a moment to pray with everyone as we, as we wrap up this, this Holy Monday 167 podcast, uh, Holy Holy Week edition. There you go. (laughs) So is there anything you want to add in before we pray? Well, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes while you're praying. (laughs) I know that kind of goes without saying, but we just... We take no liability. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. (laughs) All right. So let's pray together, everybody. God, we come before you and we confess that our (laughs) those pop-ups are there. The busyness of our life is there. And, um, God, we want to hit pause. We want to contemplate who you are and what you have done through Jesus. Lord, would you reveal those things that Jesus needs to come in and knock over in our lives? And and not because he is a vengeful, angry person, a being, but because just to reveal those places that that are not holy, that, that that are obstacles to truly worshiping you. Would you show those to us? And God, we want to produce fruit. We want to be people that are that are kingdom focused and, and we understand what you have done for us. And, and because of that, like we overflow with the hope and the promise of Jesus in our lives because we have experienced it. God, where we have been distracted and maybe where we have been much more like the religious leaders versus the children. And we just haven't really stopped to praise you that we would do that just praise you whether that's turning up the radio you know full on you know and and just worshiping you god or whatever that looks like for each of us but that we would just be like children and worship you because you are good as we make our way to the cross this week we thank you for jesus and it's in his name we pray amen amen Amen. Thanks so much for joining us on this Holy Week edition. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with Tuesday. And um, if you haven't made plans already, 
register for church on this coming Sunday for Easter. You can mm-hmm. find the registration on the church website, theportcc.com, or our church center app, or on any social media. That's right. And last thing, if you're not subscribed, do so, especially this week, because if you do, um, you can hit the little, I don't know, the bell. subscribe thing. Is yeah. there a bell? And um, and you will get a notification uh, every time the a new podcast pops up. Yep. So. And then one last thing. Okay. The last thing. A last, last thing. Uh, Tuesday night, we will oh, be yeah, having tomorrow night worship night where we'll actually be going through these stages together, worshiping Jesus together. So, It'll be chill, uh, much more laid back than a normal worship experience. Um, so if you're available at 6.30 tomorrow night, please join March us. March 30th. March 30th. Yeah. There is no reservation, so just come. All right. Have a, have a good, holy Monday. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you back. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.